Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Let's greet each other with this greeting that's been used by Christians for thousands of years. The Lord be with you. And because it's Easter, we have an additional greeting. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is coming again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray with me, will you? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning. We thank you for the reason that we celebrate each and every Sunday, but especially today. Lord, we thank you that we can celebrate your resurrection. I pray, Father, that you would be in this service this morning with folks who are gathered here together, folks who are joining us online now and later, and folks who will join us in this building a little while from now. Lord, may your presence be strong and powerful and real and tangible. May your Holy Spirit, Lord, be a blessing this morning to each and every one of us. We thank you for inviting us here, and we give you all the praise and glory this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as you are able and willing, please join us as we worship in song with the Spellbar family. Happy Easter, everybody. Christ the Lord is risen today.
Grave cannot keep him. 
rising, He justified freely forever. One day He's coming, oh glorious day. Jesus is mine Living he loved me Dying he saved me Buried he carried My sins far away Rising he justified Freely forever One day he's coming Oh glorious day from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Were you there when they crucified my Lord Were you there when they crucified my Lord Oh Sometimes it causes me to tremble 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 Were you there when they crucified my Lord Sometimes and 
causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Father, we thank you for this chance to be together to celebrate the resurrection of your son, that he conquered sin and that he conquered death. And we cannot go looking for him at the tomb, for he is risen. He is moving among us, changing us, showing the way to go, healing us, bringing us closer to him. This is an amazing day. Christians all around the world, celebrating the fact that you have conquered sin and that you have conquered death. It's a beautiful chance to be together, to sing songs to you, to praise your name, to lift you on high, to be bound together in love with our brothers and sisters who know you and who love you and who know that you are the living Christ that you are the Emmanuel God with us, that today you walk amongst us, that you heal the brokenhearted, that you don't leave us broken and in despair, but we share in your divine life. We are raised with you. Your body was broken for us. Your blood was shed for us. And we are so grateful for that today. We thank you, we love you, and we pray these things in the name of the risen Jesus. Amen. Take a few minutes to greet each other and pass the peace of Christ. Peace of the Lord. Oh, peace of the Lord be with you. And he is risen. Yes. Yes. Let's get back to the professionals now. There you go. I know. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
lot of, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter. You, you, you over there. Hi. Happy Easter. I am so sorry I can't be with you today. Uh, COVID has been spreading through our family this week. And while I'm still testing negative, at least when I'm recording this, I did not want a chance spreading it to any of you. It is killing me not to be with you to celebrate Easter, Resurrection Sunday. It's the heart of our faith. When God showed once and for all that his love is stronger than sin and death, that his love for you is stronger than whatever sin you might be caught up in. On this day, we celebrate that you can be free, that I can be free, that Jesus shares this new resurrection life with us here and now, today, if we'll put our trust in him. And we hunt for Easter eggs. I don't know why. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, I am not the only preacher in our church. Pastor Judy knew that this was a possibility from, well, at least earlier this past week. So she has been listening to God and is ready to share with you the message that God has for all of us today. And I say all of us because I'll be watching the service from home, right along with some of you. In fact, I'm probably watching myself right now. Hi, me. Uh, you know, I had been thinking that one of these days it would be nice to have Pastor Judy share the Easter message since in the Bible, the first people that Jesus sent to proclaim the good news of his resurrection were women. I just didn't plan on it happening like this. But before Pastor Judy begins, I did want to share a couple of brief announcements and lead us in a quick prayer. Uh, first, the bike giveaway season has begun. If you missed it yesterday, you can catch it on May 21st and on the third Saturday of every month this summer and early fall from 9 o'clock till noon. Free bikes and bike tune-ups right here in the parking lot. Speaking of May 21st, that is also the day of the Global 6K for Water. If you have not already signed up, you can go to Valpo6K.com today and get $10 off your registration with the promo code CELEBRATE. That's only good through midnight tonight. We love the opportunity we have each year to join with World Vision in bringing life-changing clean water to kids around the world, and we hope that you'll join us too. Next up, Crisis Care Kits. These are small bags of essential items for displaced people, whether from a natural disaster or from war, as in the current uh, situation in Ukraine. 
Next Sunday, between the services, we will be assembling these kits right here. How many is up to you. They cost about $20 each to buy all the supplies that go in them, and right now we have enough for about 30 of them. So if you want to help us send more, today is your last shot. Either write missions on your offering envelope before dropping it in the box in the back, or choose missions from the drop-down menu when you give online at livinghope.info give. I didn't mention that yet, did I? If you want to give, there's the box in the back, or you can give online. And we would love to connect with you. If you have a question or feedback or prayer need, or would just like to let us know you're with us today, there are green cards in the back you can fill out and drop in the offering box, or you can go to livinghope.info connect and get in touch with us there. There are other things to talk about, like a prayer emphasis starting in May and missionaries visiting in June, but that'll have to wait for another time. As Pastor Judy makes her way up to preach, would you join me in prayer? God, we are so grateful for the love that you have shown us in your son, Jesus Christ, who came to us right where we live to confront the powers of sin and death that had held us captive for so long, and by his death and resurrection, defeat them once and for all and set us free. Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate this together today, whether we're gathering in the room or online, and thank you for the message that you've given to Pastor Judy today. As your Holy Spirit works through her to help us to read and understand and connect with the scriptures today, we ask that you would help us to be open to hearing your voice speaking to our hearts so that our lives might be changed. You are too good to us, God. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get fully started this morning, we have a message from uh, one of our general superintendents, um, one of seven people that leads our denomination. And so we're going to watch that video for just a moment. The celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is a significant event in the life of the church. Reflecting on that moment in history when Jesus rose from the dead, when resurrection power was on full display, we are able to catch a glimpse of God's presence at work among us. Therefore, we join with Christians around the world in declaring, He is risen! He is risen indeed! As the world emerges from the chaos of a global pandemic, we continue to witness signs of resurrection. God has been and continues to be at work in our world. People are responding to Christ and lives are transformed. Just as the familiar stories of the gospel remind us, neither illness, corruption, or death can extinguish God's great power revealed in Jesus's resurrection. This is why Paul would later declare, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. The world desperately needs to see resurrection-empowered disciples ministering in the name of Jesus Christ. In this Easter season, we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those around us. We bear witness to the reality of the risen Savior when we extend His love to the world. As you journey through the days ahead, May the Holy Spirit draw you into a deeper walk with Jesus Christ where you will continually be transformed into his likeness. We, the members of the Board of General Superintendents, are praying that this Easter will be significant in your journey of grace. No matter what we may be facing in life, we can trust God to lead us through the resurrection power 
of our risen Lord. He is risen. He is risen indeed. What a great word from Dr. Carla Sundberg. You know, I've had the privilege of meeting her, and she is a wonderfully gracious woman, and I was so excited to see that, um, that they gave us that message this morning and that I could share it with you. Well, it is wonderful to be here with you on a beautiful, sunshiny, though chilly, Easter morning. Isn't it wonderful to see the sunshine this morning? <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. Um, I really, truly count it an honor and a privilege to be in front of you this morning up here to share the Word of God with you. Um, of course, I would rather have been a little better prepared, but like Pastor Rich said, we've been talking since early this last week about the possibility of me doing this. Um, and this, the, the fact that I'm here really demonstrates that sometimes circumstances are just not under our control. <laughs> They're very much out of our control. And so um, I trust that God is in this, <laughs> and I hope that, that you will see that and, and sense that. Um, one thing that I was told about being in ministry by someone who was much, much, well, wiser, much older, but much, much wiser than me, was that when you get into ministry, you have to always be prepared to preach or pray at any moment, because you may very well be called upon to do so, and today's my day. <laughs> um, and that's good, that's good. And I have, like I said, I have no doubt that God is in these moments that we're spending together this morning. <clears throat> we're going to be looking at a very familiar Easter passage this morning. One of the challenges of preaching on Easter, and even on Christmas, is that the story really isn't that new. It's really pretty familiar. How much new information I can really come up with, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's a story that we heard, we've heard, some of us, dozens of times. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I've heard it a lot of times. <laughs> um, maybe some people that are, some of us with us today, some that are with us today, have only heard it a few times. Maybe you're hearing it the first time this morning. But there's still this understanding universally that the reason we have Easter is because we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. Um, and this is really the, some of my first thoughts as Pastor Rich and I started talking earlier this week. What could I say really, really, what could I say that could be new or fresh? Well, thankfully, the devotional book we've been using this, during this Lenten season has a, a sermon help guide, and I found it very helpful for this morning. And actually, it really spoke to me and spoke to um, what this Easter and Resurrection Sunday means to me personally. And I'm hoping that it will remind all of us, myself included, as to why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. So let's take a couple of minutes and read the story from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. 
He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary, however, was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. <laughs> Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go, find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. For many of us, this is a familiar story. And we've heard it so many times. Um, but the, and the concept of Easter is really pretty familiar, like I said, universally. But for us here in this day and age, in this time that we're in, we're so far removed from the actual event that we might miss the significance of how this one event radically affected the culture of that time and history going forward. The early church began using the first day of the week, or Sunday, as the day to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus every single week. That is why we gather on Sundays to worship instead of observing Sabbath on a Saturday. Every week we gather to be reminded of the power of Jesus' resurrection. Unlike Christmas, we don't celebrate a one-time event at Easter. Jesus was born once and we commemorate it every year. It's kind of like having a birthday party for Jesus, right? Some of us even do that. We'll bake a cake, happy birthday Jesus, right? <clears throat> but that was kind of a one and done situation, wasn't it? The power of the resurrection wasn't just that Jesus was raised from the dead, but also that the power of the resurrection was released on the world. We, we, you and I, us, people who have come before us, people who throughout the world that exist in this time and place now, and people who will come after us. We are able to live in the power of the resurrection every single day and then take that same power into a world that is bound by sin and by death. As I was reading through this passage, I did notice a couple of 
interesting things that maybe I knew or I'd been taught before, but I just didn't remember them. One of those is that Mary didn't recognize Jesus when she saw him. And he asked her why she was crying. Well, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one this has ever happened to. <laughs> but have you ever run into somebody that you know you should know, but they're completely out of context and you don't recognize them? <laughs> so early on when I came on board here at Living Hope, um, we had to go back to virtual church. And so several months later, we started gathering in person again, and I met some, a lot of folks um, face-to-face or mask-to-mask. <clears throat> and um, I really tried really hard to remember people. I tried to remember names. I tried to remember as much of the faces as I could see. Um, but one, one day I was at a community meeting, and the presenter at this meeting that day did a fantastic job talking about the agency that they worked for. And I thought to myself, man, I want to get this person's information because this is a great resource that I can share with the people I serve in my full-time job. So, as I normally do, afterwards, I went up and introduced myself and asked for the person's information. And she said, um, Pastor Judy, I go to your church. I had no idea until she said that, that I had already met her at church. And I probably, no, I was. I was a little embarrassed. Not probably. I really was. But she was out of context for me. The context that I knew her in was here in church, not out in the community. And so, (laughs) having had that happen before, I can really relate with Mary not recognizing Jesus. All she knew was that her teacher... Her friend, her Lord, was dead. Dead. Along with all the hopes that she and the others who followed Jesus had for what he would do to restore the nation of Israel back to power. She wasn't looking for him to be alive. She was looking for him to be dead and in the tomb. And when she arrived at the tomb, she had no context in which Jesus would be alive again. So for her to not recognize him really isn't that unusual, is it? Especially not when we can do it with people that we see at church often. (laughs) But then, but then. But then Jesus speaks Mary's name. In that moment, Jesus sees Mary. He knows Mary, and he calls her by her name. And in that moment, that very same moment, just like that, Mary recognized Jesus. Have you ever had the experience of knowing that you are seen and loved by God? Have you ever heard God call you by name? Now, not literally, necessarily, but experientially to know that he knows you and he sees you. That's what Mary experienced. That's what she felt. And when Mary finally recognizes Jesus, he almost immediately does something that is completely, totally unheard of for that time. Pastor Rich alluded to it in his, in his um, 
video, he told Mary to go. Go and tell the disciples. Go and tell my brothers what she had just seen, which she does with much excitement. What was so radical about what Jesus does here, though, is that at that time, women were not considered to be reliable witnesses. They were not allowed to testify in court because they couldn't be trusted to tell the truth. Nobody believed them. To send a woman with this kind of information would have been ridiculous at that time and place. In fact, in Luke 24, 11, and I didn't include it, it's only about this big, but it says, but this, the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. <clears throat> By giving Mary the responsibility to tell the disciples, he's initiating something completely and totally new. Jesus empowered Mary to carry out this task of taking the gospel, the good news of Jesus' resurrection, and Mary was never the same. Neither were the disciples, were they? She now is Mary who was seen, who has seen the risen Savior. She's Mary the evangelist. And what this encounter with the risen Christ by Mary taught her then and continues to teach us today is that the resurrection is to be shared, not hoarded, not kept to ourselves. The authors of the book that we've been reading say it this way. We are called to be a resurrection community, called out of sin and death, just like Mary and the other disciples. We live in the hope and expectation that just as Jesus was raised from death, we too will one day be raised. We, li we live in the hope and expectation that just as Jesus was raised from death, we too will one day be raised. With that hope, we go into the places of the world that Jesus would go to, into dead places, the places that need his good news of resurrection. And we bring that hope of the resurrection into those places as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit to bring the good news of the resurrection to those places though, we have to first live a resurrected life. What does that mean to live a resurrected life? Well, it means that we have to travel the difficult road to the cross. It's not an easy road. No one said it was going to be an easy road. And anybody who tells you that it's an easy road to the cross, that I would be suspicious of anything else that they would have to say. I'll be honest. It is a putting aside, a setting aside, a purposeful laying down of our greed, our pleasures, our selfishness, our pride, and anything else, anything else that hinders us from the cross and the resurrection that it brings. It means doing hard things and going to hard, unexpected places. It may even mean laying down our lives for those around us. When we go into those hard places, even the worst of those places, we do so trusting in the hope of the resurrection. We don't have to fear those places. You know, I, I thought of some, some places that 
um, people have told me, people have shared with me, I could never go there. I could never go here. We don't have to go to the deepest, darkest jungles of some far-off land to share the good news of Jesus' resurrection. So where are your hard places today? Those hard places can be right in our own homes. They can be in our workplaces or our schools. They can be in our neighborhood, our community, or in a community nearby. But when we go in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do the hard things. We can go into the hard places. We can go into the impossible places and do seemingly impossible things. We can share this hope with anyone and everyone in all circumstances. This hope is for people who find themselves held captive, held captive by racism, sexism, and other forms of hate. For those who are consumed by poverty, battling disaster, violence, and disease, as resurrection people, as people who are following Jesus, we are called to go, even when it's hard, even when it's tough. But we're not left alone to do the hard things. We are gifted by the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our words and in our actions to declare that even the most seemingly forgotten and forsaken people and places can be redeemed by God in resurrection hope. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> Man, the, I'm preaching to me, you, you guys. I'm preaching to me this morning, just so you know. Okay, so <laughs> often we, we talk about the spirit of Christmas and how we should live out that spirit all year, the generosity and the warmth and the, the welcome of Christmas. But I can't help but think it would be maybe more appropriate to live out the spirit of Easter, of the resurrection all year round, wouldn't it? As I mentioned earlier, the resurrection isn't a one-time event that we commemorate annually, though we do we don't just commemorate annually it is actually a way of living that invades everything in our entire lives if we are following jesus we are people of the resurrection and as such we live in ways that breathe breathe life and hope into the world into the people into the places around us we look for opportunities to cooperate in the work being done by the holy spirit we share our stories of how God has transformed our lives. You know, one of the things that scares people, I think, most about witnessing or evangelizing to other people is, I wouldn't know what to say. I don't know what to say, I'll be honest. <laughs> but what I do know is that Jesus changed me. He made me something new and something different. And that is the hope that I can share with the people around me. That is the hope that you have. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to have any special training. All you need to know is, before Christ, I was like this. 
And then I met him. He called me by my name. And now I am transformed. And this is my life now. How, how simple, how easy, yet how incredibly powerful that simple formula is for sharing this resurrection hope with people that we come into contact with, with people that we know and we love, with people who are dead and need to know this hope of new life, a resurrected life. We live in ways that breathe life and hope into the world around us. We look for opportunities to cooperate in the work being done by the Holy Spirit, and we share our stories, just our stories, no one else's, just ours, of when God transformed our lives, and then we look ahead to the resurrection of the dead, not passively, we're not passive in that hope and, and expectation, but in hopeful anticipation of what is to come. So this morning, in this place, we declare Christ is risen. And now we go from this place into the world, into the world we work for, speak of, and declare his, into, we go into the world to, to work for, sorry, to work for, to speak of, and to declare his resurrection in and to the world around us. Pray with me, will you? Lord, I thank you for your death and resurrection. I thank you, Lord, that I didn't have to stay stuck in the sin that would have bound me for eternity. Lord, I thank you that because of your death and resurrection that you have bestowed on each and every person who chooses to follow you, that we can live out lives of victory and anticipation and expectation of the resurrection now and to come. Lord, I thank you for this day that we have the opportunity to celebrate and proclaim that very resurrection that very power that you have given and made available to each and every one of us who says yes to you today and in the days to come. Father, I pray that as we go from this place and from this moment and from this time, that you would, you would call each of us by name, that you would show us those hard places, those dark places that you want us to go, and that as we go into those hard places, Lord, you would empower us to do the hard work that you've given us to do. Father, we thank you. We praise you. All of the worship that we could give you would never be enough to make up for the sacrifice that you made on the cross for us. And Lord, as we accept your invitation this morning to your table to receive the elements of communion, Help us, Father, to remember that it was your body that was broken for us and your blood that was spilled to usher in the new covenant. Bless these elements we are going to take and all who desire to honor and serve you as they come and partake. Now join me in the prayer 
that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The musicians are going to come again to play as we uh, receive communion. Um, you are welcome to come forward and take the bread or a gluten-free wafer and dip it into the cup, or take the prepackaged elements back to your table. If you're not comfortable coming forward, that's okay. You should have elements at your table that you can uh, receive. Fear 
Amen. Amen. Now allow me to read this blessing to you. May the God of peace who raised from the dead our Lord Jesus provide us with every good thing we need in order to do his will. And the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be on us now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace.